0: Enjoy Sluss's message last week. If you didn't say no, 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 everybody, that was a good message last week, uh, very insightful, was very good, and talking about the importance of seeing pictures and The reality is, and I thought about that this week. We do see pictures in our mind all week long. We picture this, we picture that, and there's, there is pictures all week long. You know, if I'm thinking about if I'm thinking about uh, going home to have a hamburger, I'm thinking I got I got a hamburger in my mind. I got a picture of a hamburger in my mind, and you know, so we got pictures in our mind. And then you know you have I, you know I, I'm out sometimes and I'm and I'm hungry and I oh boy I got some pork chops at home. I'm going to cook up and I'm going to throw on a, 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 a I should say. I call it a baked potato, but I a microwave potato, you know. Anyways, and and I look forward. I get that in my mind, and and all of a sudden I get a little smile on my face. Oh. Good, I'm going home to have some, a nice meal. And, you know, get that picture. So pictures, just imagine we get some pictures of the things of God or the truths of God in our mind, what that can do. And it's meant for us to be happy. And I want to talk today about seeing, okay? And uh, I'm doing a prequel to Celeste's message, and she got her stuff from me, okay? So I'm doing the prequel to, no, I'm like, <laughs> no, I just was, I, I was just praying this week and doing some reading and, and, um, and, and um, the Lord just kind of opened the door for me to, to share this this week. And, uh, and I'm glad it goes along with Celeste's message. And sometimes it's good to hear things a few times. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a different message in her, okay? But uh, it's, we need to hear these things so they can get stirred within us. Amen. You know the old saying, I'll believe it when I see it? you right. Thomas, doubting Thomas said the same thing he, when the disciples came up to him and said, Lord, you know the Lord, the Lord's been risen. We saw him. They're all excited. Of course, what does Thomas do? They didn't, They don't call him doubting Thomas for nothing. And uh, what did Thomas say? He says, well, he basically said, I'll believe it when I see it. If I could put my hands in his, you know, in his uh, whole holds in his hands and in his side then i'll know and and you know and so so thomas did meet up with the lord right after that and he came in and he did and he felt and he said my lord and my god you know he was all excited and it's good to get excited but jesus said something to him he said blessed are they that don't see but believe there's something greater than, than, than seeing it and believing it, right? There's something greater. It's called the kingdom of God. But it, it, in the kingdom, it's I'll see it, then I'll have it. It's, that's my saying. Okay, uh, I'll see it, then I'll have it. It's backwards, right? Uh, but how many things are, are backwards? In the, well, I shouldn't say backwards. They're forward in the kingdom of God. We got things backwards here. You know, we got things backwards. But that's the kingdom of God is we see it, and then we can have it. Okay? When you're looking at something, looking at something, looking at something, it's creating something within us. If I'm thinking about pork chops, pork chops, and pork chops, guess what? Ooh, I'm creating something in my belly anyways. I'm creating, you know, know, oh, boy, this is going to be good. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not dancing when I get home having my pork chops, nothing like that. But I do enjoy them. But, you know, but we, when we, whatever picture we're creating, man, it's going to excite us. I'll see it, then I'll have it. In Joshua chapter three, again, I'm sorry about this. Uh, we got a problem with our um, um, wireless thing, so hopefully we can get that uh, repaired this week and be back on on uh, back up next week. It, you really feel it when you're singing, you know. You can't have the words up there, um, but anyways, in Joshua chapter three, verses one through three, and Joshua rose early in the morning, and they, the children of Israel, removed from Shittim. And came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass, three after three days, that the officers went through the hosts and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest the Levite bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. When we see the ark of God, so that's what the, the captains went through and told the people. When you see the ark of God, okay, when we think of the ark, the ark speaks of the Lord, okay? When you see the ark, it's, it's, it's uh, it, what's that? It's a presence, but you can look at it as it speaks of the Lord. When you see the Lord, then you can move forward. When you see it, he didn't say, "When you know you get up and you see everybody start all gathering, just start walking." No he said, the key for moving is seeing, is seeing God. It's important what we're looking at. Are we looking at victory? Or are we looking at defeat? Are we having confidence, or are we negative? Are we seeing God's faithfulness? Or are we seeing hopelessness? And we could go all day with the list on all the things, you know, of what we can be looking at. Amen? The key was, look at that ark. The key for us is, look at Him. Look at Him. That's the key. You know, our life is not, our life is not made to be sad. Our life is not made to be sad. It's not made for us to walk in sadness. But the Jesus is our example. He's the express image of the Father. If you want to see the Father, we see Jesus. And Jesus, it says in Hebrews, was the happiest man on the face of the earth. The Bible said he had joy. Above his brothers. He did, didn't he? He had joy above his brothers. Imagine that. Think of it. Jesus, our example, was the happiest man on the face of the earth. He was full of joy. Now, I'm sure going to the cross, he wasn't swinging from a chandelier. But he was going to something that was not his but meant for us. And he went and he died. But his life, God's plan for Jesus' life, God's plan for us is that we would be happy, that we would have a good life. Remember, I don't know if you heard me when I was praying. But, you know, when Moses said to God, show me your glory. And what does it say? It said, God's goodness pass before him the glory of God that we say God I want your glory what we're saying is God I want your goodness in my life God's purpose is to give us his goodness in our life we should be looking for the goodness of God in our life When the children of Israel went through the, through the Red Sea, you know what happened? There was a separation from Egypt. There was a separation. That was an amazing separation. If you, were an, if you were an Israelite, and you went through that Red Sea, and you got to that other side, and then you saw the waters come back, And there was a separation of the most powerful army on the face of the earth that day, the Egyptians, and you bunch of slaves on the other side. You truly say, wow, we were saved today. We're saved. We're saved. We're saved. Amen. It was a separation. It's the same thing with us. It's the same thing for us. When we went through the Red Sea. How many here went through the Red Sea? Trick question. Danny did. Uh, how'd you go through the Red Sea, my brother? That's right. That's right. When we were baptized, when we were baptized, we went through it. And we've made a new creation in Christ. So our speaking of our Red Sea experiences, we were separated unto God. What a separation. What a new life. Jesus came in and joined his spirit to our spirit. And we, the Bible says, become one spirit in God. We're not in a club, people. We're not in a club. We've been joined to God Almighty. We're joined him. When we came through that Red Sea, there was a separation that God placed and gave us that new life. When they went through the Jordan, the jo- when they went through the Jordan, the Jordan River, remember? Going into the promised land. Right before the promised land was the Jordan River. And they needed to get through the Jordan River. And they didn't have enough boats to cross. So when they get through there, it was a separation when they, when they went through. God opened up the waters again. The Jordan River speaks of the separation. And that, it speaks of a number of things. But the Jordan River was a separa- separated them from the wilderness and brought them over to the other side. To a good land. The wilderness was not a good land. I think I would have taken the wilderness over Egypt, but I surely would not want to stay in the wilderness. It was not God's plan. But they were not ready to go into the land of promise because they still kept a slave mentality. Slave mentality. Oh, well, when we go back to Egypt, I miss the leeks and onions and bad breath that comes with it. You know, you know they, they had that mentality until they kept complaining and complaining and complaining. And God says, okay, you want to complain, complain, and complain, then you can stay here. You like it there? You stay there. It wasn't, it wasn't a great place, but it was a separation of the wilderness to entering in to a good life, which was God's plans from them from the beginning, to enter into the good life, God describes this land as good land. In Exodus three eighty, said uh, God was talking. He says, "So have I come down to deliver them, the children of Israel, from the power of the Egyptians." Because they had no power. These people had no power. They were slaves. But to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and bring them up from that land, a bondage to a good and spacious land. From bondage to a good land that is spacious to a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusites. And you can do a study in that. I did a long time ago. Each one of those names means something to overcome in our our life. Okay? But Jordan speaks of the good life that's in Christ Jesus. The good life is in Christ Jesus. In him is life, and the life was the light of men. The only life that there is is in Christ Jesus because he is the way the truth and the life. True life only comes through Jesus Christ. But it's important for us as his people to if we really want to get the benefit of that is to keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes on the ark. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Okay, it's called the good land. But he also said, in this land are other nations, which I just read. Okay, place of the Canaanite, Hittite, Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. So they were going, God says, I got a good land for you on the other side of this Jordan. I'm going to separate you from that old life of the wilderness. I'm going to bring you into the land and this land is flowing with milk and honey and et cetera fruit and everything else but in this land are a bunch of different nations that you got to kick out kill or kick out they got to be removed from your nation from this good land but how do we overcome all these nations because we're dealing with nations in our own life, in our own, well, these nations can be in our mind, right? Different things that we're dealing with in our life. But how do we overcome all these nations? Well, in Joshua chapter 6, 2, it said, the Lord said to Joshua, see. He said to Joshua, see. I have given... Jericho into your hand with its kings and the variant war, valiant warriors he he said in Joshua 8 1 he said now the Lord said to Joshua do not fear or be dismayed you know Audrey comes up to me and says you know I got this thing. It's, I'm just really scared. I'm going through this thing, and uh, you know, and I and so I say, okay, no problem. Just don't fear. Just walk away. That's not going to do it. That's not going to do it. Okay, but that's it's, you know, you got to look at the whole counsel of God. He said, "Do not be feared or be dismayed." He said, "Take all." the people of war with you and arise up. To me, when I think of people of war, I'm seeing people that are active, active in the Lord, active in their life with God, the people of war. Rise up and go to Ai. Here it is again. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. You know how they he could tell Joshua not to fear because he gave them the answer of what he was going to do. He gave the answer, he says. Judy, I'm in church preaching right now. So I'll call you back. Hi. You know, I'm telling you, I don't put my phone on vibrate because everybody knows I'm a preacher and I'm at church. And the only time I'll ever get a call is from a family member. I don't understand. But he says, do not fear, Joshua. And the reason you don't have to fear, I'm going to give you the answer here. Because I have given in your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. So if he, if Joshua could just take his eyes and put it on what God said, the fear would go away. God gave him the answer. The key is seeing what God said he was going to do. You know why? Because Joshua was a man who knew God. He knew his God. And he could do exploits because Joshua, they that know their God, the Bible says, shall do exploits. Joshua knew his God. Joshua wasn't some novice, some baby Christian. See, Joshua came to a place when God said to him, Go over into Ai, and I've given you that king. I've given you that land, and I've given you that whole situation. He was at a place. He said, wow. See, Joshua, all he needed was a word from God. Joshua knew his God, and he knew when God said something, he was able to receive it in the same way that God would say it. God gives us a promise, and we think it's maybe. We act like it's maybe. Maybe if he feels like it, he'll be good to us. Maybe he will take care of our problem if he feels like it. No. See, way Joshua and people who know their God, that's why Joshua could go, you know, when he said, fear not, and gave him the answer. That was it. Joshua was ready to go. See, God wants us to be no different than Joshua is to fear not, but know your God. Know what your God says about every situation. Know what he says. And that's what builds our faith and gives us the confidence to stand in whatever situation we're going through. In Joshua 8, 3 and 4. But the key was, see, 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 senor. No, see. So Joshua rose with all the people of war to go up to Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 men, valiant warriors, and sent them out at night. He commanded them saying, See, you're going to ambush the city from behind it. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Again, see. i have given you the answer. I've already given you the answer what's going to happen. Uh, you're not going into this battle. You're not going into standing. You're not going into there blind. I'm giving you the answer. What else do you need? You know, most of our problems, you know, if we're trusting the Lord, it's just not knowing. It's not knowing what the will of God is. Or when we know what the Word says, we really don't believe what it says. Okay? But our victory is based on the word, seeing his promises. See, Joshua knew him. Joshua spent a lot of time with Moses. Joshua was Moses' servant. And so you can be sure him and Moses had a lot of conversations. That Moses talked to him a lot about God. Because Moses knew his God. And so Joshua was raised up. But you know, every one of us in here can be the same way, have that same faith. Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he didn't say, you've got to get up and have great faith and be some amazing thing. No, he just says, you've got, you got to have just a, a faith as a grain of mustard seed. But the victory is based on the word, what God says, seeing. His promises. In Joshua 8.8 8 said, Then it will be, when you have seized the city, that you shall set the city on fire, you shall do it according to the word of the Lord, which I have commanded you. It was according to the word. If God says it, God will do it. Okay? Okay? If God says it, God will do it. If God says it and we agree with it, God will do it. Okay? Because the Bible says we're to agree. That's touching anything. It shall be done. You don't need to have the whole church praying for you. You can't have That's a good thing, and I encourage that. But when you get God's word, God said it, and you go in agreement, there's the two right there. He said that he'll do it. Now Joshua, when he's getting ready to move off the scene, he reminds the children to see. Joshua 23, starting with verse 3. And you've seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations. He's kind of giving them a preview or or a, a history lesson here also. You've seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has been fighting for you. See, I have apportioned to you these nations which remain as an inheritance for your tribes with all the nations which I've cut off from Jordan, even to the great sea towards the setting of the sun, the Lord your God, he will thrust them out from before you and drive them from before you and you will possess their land just as the Lord your God had promised you. Be very firm then to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. So that you may not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. The focus is staying on God's word, staying on God's minds, listening to what God is saying. So that you will not associate with these nations, these which remain among you or mention the name of their gods, or make anyone swear by them, or serve them, or bow down to them. But you are to cling to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out great and strong nations from before you. And as for you, no man has stood before you to this day. Nothing could stop the children of Israel when their eyes were upon the Lord, when he kept their eyes upon the Lord. Nothing, there was nothing that could stop them. But you know what? It's time for us to take the land. It's time for us to grab a hold of all the land that the Lord has given to us, the good life. It's a good life that he's given us. It's time for us to get our focus on the promises of God, seeing his goodness and all his promises fulfilled Seeing the promises, seeing them fulfilled, See, you know, seeing the answers, not seeing the questions, seeing the answers. As you notice the scriptures that I just read with Joshua, he, God was getting his attention on them, showing them that they're already defeated. Get a picture of this in your mind that it's already done. It's time for us to win. And not get focused on the promise for a short time and then kind of forget about it. You ever try to stand on a promise and you stand on it for a little bit and the next thing you know, you forgot all about it? You know, that's one of the I things. I should check this out. But, you know, if there's one thing I said many times, forget not, forget not, forget not, forget not. You know, old covenant, forget not all that I said. Forget, forget, forget not, forget not. Why? Because we forget. We forget. But how do we do this? And let me just close with one last scripture. In Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Very familiar scripture. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. For you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ and God. See, you're dead. You're dead. Aren't you glad that you're dead? God says, oh, we're dead. Okay, we're not dying. We're dead. We need to recognize we're dead. Okay. Uh, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Okay, he said, if you then be risen with Christ, my answer is yes, we have been risen in Christ. It's a question, but the fact is, I'll give you the answer. Yes, we have been raised with Christ. We're not waiting for that. He said, seek those things which are above. The New American Standard says, keep seeking, okay? Don't get settled in, okay? Don't just want to get in. It kind of coast along. Every one of us has fallen into that, at least at times. Okay? Don't get in and just kind of make it a social thing. But keep on seeking those things which are above. OK, it's like a prospector who goes out there and he who he finds some gold and all of a sudden he's excited. He's with everybody else. But guess what? He's not doing now. He found himself a little bit of a little bit of gold and everybody else is still out there working. And he's kind of sitting there in his little tent or whatever else, just kind of rejoicing at the gold. No, you found that gold, brother. Now go get some more. Keep on seeking. Continue to look. Maybe you'll get rich if you find a whole bunch. But it says where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Where is Christ? He's at the right hand. What's at the right hand of God? Favor. Okay? That's where we are. So don't focus on falling short, but follow, but continue to get, you know, get your focus on the grace of God, the goodness that's on our life. That's what he wants us thinking about. Yes, we have things to deal with, but he said our focus is on things above. His focus is on things that the right hand of God where Christ is, where there's the grace and the favor and the goodness of God is. The focus is always up, not down. <clears throat> says, <coughs> set your affection, or New American Standard says, set your mind. Definition of set your mind, on things above set your mind, is to have understanding. But I like this definition that was in the lexicon. He says, to exercise the mind. Exercise the mind. Do you know that our mind needs to be exercised? Our mind needs to be exercised. We exercise our body. Well, (laughs) some of us should do it more often. Uh, But we exercise our body. Why? To firm up or get stronger. Or give more energy or more um uh, endurance and whatever else we well I say people exercise some other people exercise uh, but anyways, but it says to exercise the mind, okay, we need to exercise our mind, and we exercise our mind by taking the truth of God and continuing to say it. We exercise it, we continue. To say it, we continue to meditate upon it. you know this book of the this book shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate there in day and night, that thou mayest observe to uh, to, uh, to um uh, yeah, and then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success, you know I mean the key if we meditated on God's word all the time. We would be successful and prosperous all the time, right? Now that takes something to get there. I'm surely not near there. But if we, but there's the key. You want to be perfectly successful, perfectly, you know, um, you know, um, just. Really doing, being victorious and all that is being, staying so focused on the word. Okay? But that's why the truth is we keep speaking it. Okay? You know, and I, I you know, and I was praying about this morning and and a thought came to me uh, kind of how it's like exercise, you know, when you think about the word because we exercise the word because we want it to stick. Right? We want it to stick. If I say something to Audrey, yeah, that's good. She walks out of church, she forgets about it. But Audrey, let's get together. And we just talk about this one thing for an hour. By the time she leaves, now, wow. Now I got this. I got it. I really understand it now. Why? Because we exercise. We went over them, went over and over Talked with her for an hour. Went out and I preached to her for an hour. No, and she, she did that. But I thought about when I was in Prante about a chiropractor. And what does a chiropractor do? He fixes something that's out of place. He resets it. But guess what? It takes more than one time to stay if we if we want to get that set, whatever area it is. It, you you got to go back, and they like that because they keep charging you. But but you got to go back because you know why you got to go back? Because what happens is you go get that area set or, or adjusted. I, I'm not a big fan going to chiropractors. I just used to enjoy taking Matt. He'd go, oh, ah, 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 like, <laughs> uh, because Matt used to go. Uh, Stevie liked going, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, but anyways. You get adjusted, and all of a sudden you leave. And a day or two later, all of a sudden you feel that thing coming out again. And then you go back again. You get it adjusted again, but set again, and you feel good. And you leave there. Now you're gone, and it's about a week. And all of a sudden you feel you know, you're feeling it. So you go back there, and they adjust again. What's happening is, it's it's got to get back a memory to stay there. Okay, that's why you got to keep going back, putting it comes out. but it's kind of like the Word of God. We want it to stick within us. We hear it, then it kind of comes out of joint. We kind of forget about it. But we just need to continue to exercise the Word. Exercise our minds on the Word. Exercise, not giving up on what God says, the promises of God, the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Is God good? Amen. Thank you, Carol. Uh, Amen. God is good. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's a word of prayer. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, as we've heard this message today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord God, that all goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Lord, your word's so full of goodness and how you want us to walk in the goodness of God. Your word says the goodness of God leads us to change. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you today. We thank you today. Lord, help us to begin, even as Sless said last week, getting pictures. Help us to begin to to see, Lord God, to look in the sea. Stay seeing, Lord. Stay looking. Lord, keep our focus on what you say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we thank you. We thank you. Father, if any of here, and it's probably a lot of us who have been frustrated, Lord, because... Of, of just not seeing your goodness, but Lord, I pray that we would we would repent right now and we say, Lord, we're going to start looking at the goodness of God. It's not a question if God wants to give us his goodness. it's ours and I pray that that's what we would see Lord, that we would set our eyes or set our minds flint, and Lord that we would see your goodness. Is all over us. Lord, you've brought us into the land. We're in the land. Oh, and it's a good land. And we thank you. We thank you. Lord, I pray for every heart in this place today that, Lord, we would all say, Yes, Lord, I want the goodness. I want the goodness of God. I want the goodness of God. I want to see the goodness of God so I can walk in all the goodness of God today. We thank you and we praise you. We thank you for a victory, Lord. We believe, Lord God, that, Lord, that our heart is in your hands for the changing. And, Lord, the reality is you've already given us a new heart. We all have a new heart. Hallelujah. You've already given that to us. And we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.